0: Hello and welcome to Laps Gamer Radio. I hope you found this podcast in the correct way, which is following the footprints of the many followers we have here, collecting the mucus from Kev and picking up the fallen hair from Adam to lead you all the way to Laps Gamer Radio. My name is Alistair, of Cornwall, and I'm addicted to Monster Hunter World. I'm joined today in my fellow squad members and hunters, Captain Mark Hamer and Elder Hunter Stuart Neal. How's it going, gentlemen? Not too bad. Hello. In this episode, if you've probably guessed, uh, we're gonna be talking quite a bit about Monster Hunter, um, the universe itself, um, and a lot about probably about Monster Hunter universe, World, sorry, that has just released uh, on many platforms. Uh, we're just gonna have a quick rattle through what we've been playing as usual. And then towards the end of the episode, we're just gonna go into quite a bit of detail about the Monster Hunter World uh, and the, the new game. <coughs>
1: Is just
2: about right.
0: So, Stu, uh, kick us off. I'm hoping this is going to be the outcome <laughs> we want. Uh, what's in your, your basket? What have you been buying recently? Anything?
2: I have bought absolutely nothing. I'm doing the year of, shame, or year of Shame Challenge 6. So, I am banned from buying anything, although I do have a Joker to use at some stage during the year. But I'm not planning on it, and so far, nothing has tempted me. So. Um there's been the occasional sort of humbum bundle that's come through um over the past couple of weeks that's looked okay. But no, I have resisted all temptation.
0: Yes, and the odd amiibo as well. The Rockstar <laughs>
1: Humble Bundle, did that not tempt you at all? I have most of it. Ah, fair enough, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you did the Yo shame. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Mark? What have you been treating yourself to? <clears throat>
1: in what time frame are we talking? Since the last time you were on. <laughs> yeah, so I think you was on the Christmas episode, wasn't you?
0: Since since Christmas? Oh, f- So since after Christmas, <laughs> I think, because you did the Xbox thing, I think, or not? No, I think you have, have you? No,
1: I mean, uh, no, I think, uh, well, we haven't done one of these episodes where we talked about what we've been playing this year, or at least I haven't been on one. Uh, so yeah, okay. since the last time I talked about what I've bought, um, i bought quite a lot. Like a new, a new <laughs> console and a bunch of games for it, and uh, yeah, I got an Xbox and a handful of heavily discounted um, exclusives that I'd wanted to play for a while. But that's about it, to be honest. Cool. How are you finding your Xbox? Yeah, yeah. So you were a
0: 360 guy, and then went to play, PlayStation, and now yeah,
1: both. both um, well, I was Switch. both last generation. well. I was I started out 360, and then picked up a PS3 towards the end hmm. because I were just too many there was like uh, I think it was the year that like nino cooney and the last of us and games like that came out i was like right mm-hmm. i can't resist anymore i had to get a ps3 and yeah. then yeah i've been ps4 for most of this generation but i I always intended to get an xbox at some point yeah you've said that a few times yeah um and i just cracked over christmas and got one and and some games uh but since monster Hunter came out it hasn't even been turned on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. that's that's it. Um, just a, a handful of games for that. Uh, pre-ordered Sea of Thieves. Yeah, that's
0: about it. Lovely.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Mark, you may as well carry on. What have you been playing? Because I know you've got a probably a list as long as you're on. <sighs> um, but Ali, you. Ali, what
1: have you bought? Yeah, Ali, me. Yeah, you don't yes. get yes. you don't get to get out of this like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've bought um,
0: anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. I've brought um, I brought a new uh, racing chair got Some money for Chris uh, for my birthday, even which was towards the end of the year. Um, so I've got a it looks a little bit like a GTO Mega chair. Um, I took a picture up on the Twitter account, mm. um, but not um, it was like a hundred pounds compared to 160 odd that the GTO Megas and RX yeah, races and the, that go for.
2: They are expensive pieces mm. of kit, the GTO ones, so they are,
0: yeah. So I've been after one for a while, uh, and it's just finding one at the right price. And this was 99 pounds on Amazon. That's um, not bad. Which, really cool um yeah. yeah no more squeaky chair so kev's happy when we're recording and <laughs> editing and things and then other than that um literally like a few days ago i got a an amazon alexa dot oh, that's the it's really good the wee tiny one isn't it yeah just a little yeah. one that's like a, a coaster almost yeah but yeah having loads of fun with that um i think leanne my wife was a little bit skeptical about me getting it and She did give me a bit of a bollocking, to be fair. Um, But she's the one that's using it the most. (laughs) Um, I guess the other thing that I have brought as well um, is a Logitech Harmony Elite Ultimate Thingy. Uh, So a Mm -hmm. multi-remote. Because I've basically got sick of having a TV, a remote from a TV, Sky, um, Amazon Box, um, and there's an amp and all sorts of stuff. Um, But then if I'm watching a Blu-ray on xbox or playstation or whatever or even uh, netflix is a real pain in the arse to navigate the menu sometimes with a controller yeah um so i just thought that ah, stuff it i get one of them um, and it works really nice with the um the dot as well because i can tell alexa to turn on my tv and turn it off and yeah, okay. switch it around and different things mm. which you do on the remote so since having the dot i've not actually really picked up the remote as such mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah so yeah just techie stuff really hmm uh, obviously, Monster Hunter, but yeah, we'll go into that <laughs> later. Yeah. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, so, Mark, uh, moving on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've been playing a lot of games, uh, and Stu probably has as well, trying to get his uh, Year of Shame uh, pile down. Yeah. Uh, mm. So,
1: Mark, start us off. What have you been playing? So, uh, uh, a lot. Um, just <laughs> off the top of my head, jumped back into Final Fantasy 14 again. I'm playing uh, Forza Horizon Three. I played a little bit of Halo Five, a little bit of Gears of War Four, uh, a little bit of Sunset Overdrive, lots of lots of little games here and there. Um, the oh god, what's it called? Cuphead. Um, yep. Uh, PUBG. Uh, um, in the the early access version of that on Xbox, which still. It's it's really fun, but it runs like shit. Yeah. Um, really, really good intense game, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just it runs like a it's dog. <laughs> so badly optimized at the moment, even yeah. on the X. Like I can't imagine how it runs on you know a regular Xbox because yeah. it's so yeah. framey and there's horrible rubber banding issues and things like that. But when it works, it's really good. It's just when it works, yeah. So, uh, so I'll just settle on three that I actually want to talk about. First of all, off the back of my Monster Hunter uh, obsession, recent Monster Hunter obsession, Mm -hmm. um, I've been playing um, God Eater 2 Rage Burst on the uh, uh, PlayStation Vita, Mm -hmm. which is a... uh, It's kind of like if you crossed Monster Hunter with Persona. Um, It's... But like a a bunch of like silly anime high school kids, essentially who go out and fight giant monsters and then use bits of those monsters to make more powerful weapons to go out and fight bigger monsters. Mm -hmm. I'm not, too far into it uh yeah it's it's a lot more simple than um than uh, monster hunter is there's there's less systems going going on Uh, but it's it's just like like ridiculously over the top some of the the battles and some of the attacks that happen it's almost like watching an episode of dragon ball or something like that uh but yeah it's i'm i'm quite enjoying that i played uh a fair bit of the uh sea of thieves closed beta recently but uh, Mm -hmm. i know ali you've played some of this as well yeah, um, oh, so should we talk about it now or wait until your bit? No, no, no. We can talk, talk about, about it now.
0: Yeah, 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 Cross that one off.
1: <clears throat> yeah, um, I was. This was one of the games that uh, I was really looking forward to. It's one of the one of the games that, that finally tipped me in the, the into getting an Xbox One in the first place. Um, I like a. I, I'm a sucker for a pirate game. As anyone who's sat down and listened to me rant about Assassin's Creed 4 for any length of time and <laughs> uh, will know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've got some things that I worry about in that game in that there doesn't seem, now I understand there's a lot of stuff that was in the, uh, technical alphas and things were actually taken out of the beta. Yeah, a lot. But the game does feel a little bit empty. Um, some of like the NPCs don't seem to talk. I don't know if they will in the final version either. They just kind of make noises. Um, yeah, that's about it. And uh, that's kind of a... that's a rare thing, but yeah, um, you know, it's, it's it's rare. Don't really go in for talking characters in their games. But I I kind of hope there there is. Um, I, I looked on the internet. There's there's only one voice actor listed on uh, IMDb. I mean, that's not usually. Uh, it's not it definitely means that there's nothing that there's no voice actors but that seems a bit weird from the from the beta and all there was to do is like pick up quests solve riddle go to island collect treasure cash treasure in buy a gold plated shovel rinse and repeat yeah but like just the act of playing it was really really fun um i played a few games with some randoms on a big ship Took a few games until I actually found a crew who uh, were actually everyone had got their mics turned on and they were talking, uh, and then I played uh, a bunch with Adam, just a two of us running ship, and then I played loads of it actually on my own. Mm, yeah, and had loads of fun doing that. Like the the little ship that you get if you're playing on your own is just there's just enough there um to keep it like to well, there's enough there to keep you busy but it's small enough to keep it manageable so that like you can let go of the steering wheel and go and adjust the sails nip downstairs look at the map come up uh and not worry about like running into rocks or whatever and when you're steering you can actually see where you're going whereas on the big ships all the sails are in the way and you have to rely on your teammates to tell you what's in front of you because you can't actually see when you're at the steering wheel yeah it's just kind of just, I, I found it really relaxing. Yeah, it is really, really relaxing. Just going out and sailing. I, I, I get the attraction about why people buy boats.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was what my belief is reading on a few forums is the the beta wasn't really a beta. It was a extremely
1: stable alpha build. Well, when you booted it up, it said. Uh, it said it may have said. Closed beta in the corner when you booted the the um the executable up uh it said alpha said, yeah, see if these alpha yeah so it, it's from quite a while
0: ago, but mm. um yeah it it was a bit sparse, there wasn't a lot to do, but I think that partly was just because it was testing it, making sure yeah that you know people can get a sample for it and different things, and I'm fairly certain I'd like to think anyway that there's going to be an open beta soon because adding all that content in and then adding loads of players in.
1: Well it's not it's not that long till it's out really. It's, it's yeah, I mean it, 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 yeah. they really need to do it to to stress the servers. Uh, but it's yeah. not that long until it's out. Um 20th of March. They did there were some server problems, there was some serious rubber banding and general lag problems uh when trying to play it sometimes and they did say repeatedly on their Twitter feeders, like we did not expect this many people to to pre-order the game and get into the closed beta so we weren't you know they, they were kind of struck by how much demand there was, so hopefully mm. they'll have another service running when it opens up. Yeah, but I, I had so much fun on it.
0: Um, so I was rocking around with about three mates or four mates at times. Yeah. Um, and then at all the times it was just two of us, mm. and then again, occasionally I, I just went on on my own just to have a muck around. Yeah. Um, the two man boat and the single man boat is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the bigger one. And apparently they're having an even bigger one for six players, apparently. Well, that would be cool. Whether that makes launch, I don't know. No, probably um, not. But... but it's loads and loads of fun.
1: This is this is what um, it, it struck me about it. It's like, in a lot of games, you're kind of like, oh, you, you, people say, oh, you know, you make your own fun. And usually it's like, well, that kind of strikes me as the, the developers haven't put enough stuff in there. And so you're having to make your own fun rather than being fun. But it's like, it really is you just make yeah. your own fun in this like yeah. even when it was just me and adam sailing around like he was trying to um because it was it was like the first time i would had a proper play in it like and he'd had he'd done a technical alpha. so he was like right i'm gonna go and read the map and then i'll start st- steering the ship and then i was like oh i found a musical instrument and then i found i found the grog and then I drank yep. loads of the grog and then I was trying <laughs> to play the hurdy-gurdy and becoming more and more drunk and the hurdy-gurdy was sounding really horrible and then I started throwing up everywhere and I threw up all over the map and then Adam couldn't read it and, <laughs> and, <laughs> so I and then I fell off the incident. ship. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You. um So we had, me and my, me and my mates did it quite a big uh, tour, got loads of chess mm. and then one of my mates went, as we were sailing, my other friend was sailing the actual boat, three of us went down, had a, a What's it, a grog? And my mate's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm like, no, I'm having another one. Yeah. And then I went up and tried to dance around him. Yeah. And I fell off the boat yep. and then started throwing up in the sea as I was trying to go back, <laughs> and the sharks started attacking me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just like, there, there is so much potential for this, for random, hilarious stuff to happen. Like when I was out yeah. doing a solo thing, I, I stopped off at a port to drop off a couple of treasure chests, and some cheeky bugger um, started firing on my ship, and I wasn't there to defend it. So I I ran on and fired a warning shot at him and he decided he got off his cannon and turned the ship round. And I thought, right, well, I'm not having that. So I fired a couple more shots and with the third third cannonball to fire, somehow managed to hit the barrel of gunpowder that was on the deck of his ship. (laughs) And it just, that was it. It sunk like a stone. (laughs) <laughs> and he, I think he just left the session, and I just swam out and <laughs> nicked his treasure that was floating at the top of the sea. Yeah, it, it, the, the only worry I've got is, like, outside of this, the, the wackiness that you can have with friends, is there going to be enough content to keep you going? Is there going to be... Yeah a Meaningful progression system because you're not going to get better, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get better weapons or or anything like that because they said they want everyone to be on a level playing field in that those terms when you jump into a server, yeah. So it's like whether there's enough to keep you going back is, um, I guess yet to be seen. Yeah,
0: I hope so because it is, although it was sparse, it's it's the most fun I've had in a co op game in a long, long time, just silly fun, yeah. Um, although you, you have fun playing Monster Hunter and different things, but that can mm. be quite frustrating. I didn't care if someone starts shooting on my ship because well at one point we just got the barrels of gunpowder and just jumped on their boat and blew the boat up with the gunpowder but yeah
1: it's just loads and loads of fun it reminded me of the stuff that like me and and mates like friends from the old kane and rince forums used to do and we'd get together on GTA online and just be like right let's go down to the strip club and start a fist fight and then when the cops to just see how long we can hold out inside the strip club it's like yeah but outside of stuff like that there's like hundreds of missions and races and things like that to do outside of the the fun that you can have just dicking about and i hope that there is lots of actual content to, to keep you going yeah yeah same here yeah yeah so we'll wait and see i really like the art style as well uh i would say that when you're out sailing that game is yeah. absolutely gorgeous
0: yeah for saying it's kind of like a cartoony kind of feel to it, like the the way the characters are drawn and things. Mm -hmm. It's some of the most beautiful water effects I've seen in a game. Yeah especially when it gets to rough weather and oh, being man. thrown around. The last
1: time I played it, I uh, I found a storm and deliberately just sailed into the middle of it just to see what it was like and it was like yeah. oh my your god. Your compass spins around and all. That. Yeah, your compass is spinning around. You, you can't you can't keep the the uh, hold of the wheel in a in a steady position and riding up and down massive waves and it just yeah, it looks absolutely stunning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Uh, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch, which I have been... Well, I was playing a load of until Monster Hunter came out, and then I haven't touched it <laughs> since. Have either you guys played any of the other Xenoblade Chronicles games?
2: I've played a fair chunk of the first one, yeah. and a little tiny bit of X, and not a huge amount.
1: So this one uh, is a little bit more like the first one than um, X. X was a little yeah. bit more or cross or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It was a little bit more different. Uh, it's a, you know, squad based um, JRPG, but with this interesting sort of almost like MMO style mm-hmm. um, combat system where you go into combat and your character will start auto attacking and the auto attacks will charge up your arts. Uh, and then your arts will charge up your special, but then it's like this, like these, this like more and more as you just dis- as you go along, more and more layers to this com- complicated combat system. Mm. And I was I don't know, twenty or thirty hours into the game before the uh, some of the intricacies of the combat system finally began to click. And I was like, oh, yeah. so that's how that works. Like there's an entire combo system which the game explains to you early on, kind of. Um, mm. in a little text box which then disappears and you can't bring it back up again you can pay a an inf- uh, 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 an informant in one of the cities for tutorial information you actually have to pay in-game <laughs> money to to up to if you want to read this stuff again yeah but it, it's it's uh, i mean it's it's kind of more of the same of the first one it's set in a I don't think it's set in the same world, but very sort of similar. Everyone lives on the back of these giant titans. There is a very complicated, very silly JRPG story. The characters are (sighs) very likable and at the same time very annoying. Uh, I'm playing with the um, English voice acting, and they've Mm -hmm. gone for... um, Lots of regional accents, like the main character has a very thick Yorkshire accent one of your um one of the first companions you have has got a quite a strong Welsh accent, There's lots mm. of Scottish accents and Irish accents and whatnot throughout the world uh, and it's really nice to hear that, but sometimes the delivery of some of the lines is like oh god did 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 he not <laughs> did you not go for a second take at all oh, they just went for the first one um mm-hmm uh some of it it's yeah it's a little bit cringy. no it's 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 a really interesting game it's it's got its problems it's a solid what it's yeah I don't like scoring systems but it's what you'd call like a solid 7 out of 10 mm-hmm. um try something different it tries a massive scale it tries lots of interesting things and doesn't quite hit home with all of them but I applaud mm-hmm. it for trying um and if you're a fan of uh, of the first city chronicles or zeni chronicles cross then It's worth picking up if you ever find it cheap. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it.
2: Cool. Stu, what about yourself? As part of my year of shame, I'm going back and playing a lot of my old console stuff. Um, So at the minute, I'm currently going through a spate of playing bits and pieces on my um, PlayStation. Um, The cute little PlayStation 1.
1: Oh, the the, um, the lozenge PS1? Yes, the the little lozenge PS1, yeah. One of the nicest looking consoles ever made. <laughs> I know. It's
2: so yeah. simplified, but it is. It's uh, um, And it's still running fine and everything, and um, it's holding up quite well. So, I've been playing things like, uh, sort of, um, what's it, Buster Groove Bomberman, which is a remake of the original NES Bomberman, and is painful to play. (laughs) Um, I've been also playing then Wipeout 3 Special Edition, uh, which holds up quite well, although not quite as well as I remember um, playing Wipeout 2097, uh, the sort of the sequel to the original Wipeout. It's still a good racing game. I have absolutely no complaints. It still looks quite nice, although... It looks a little rough around the edges, um, playing it on the PS1 and playing it through a uh, an HDMI connection on my PC monitor. I did actually try it in the play- PlayStation 3, um, which has additional options for smoothing and sort of playing it full screen and what have you, which does take a lot of the rough edges off and makes them a little bit more palatable, um, mm-hmm. but it still holds up as a fairly good game. Mm. Then, just onto a little bit of mobile um, games that I've been playing. I have, after our, um, I recommended it as part of our LGR free games during January, I've been playing Conduct This, um, which is a little sort of train management simulator where you have to sort of manage the trains going around on a track and sort of fulfilling the passenger numbers and what have you to succeed in getting the three stars or whatever for um, each of the levels. It's quite an addictive little game. The ads are a little bit annoying. I think you get like three tries on a level. Um, before you get then an ad break um, before being able to continue on for another three tries but it's still such a very good Wii game um, I have the PC version currently wishlisted on Steam so hopefully I will be picking that up in sometime in 2019 Ooh. Just as part of the little ads um, on that game um, one of the ones that came up was a game called Toon Blast which is basically sort of a Candy Crush clone thing Oh dear for whatever reason, I just decided, right, you've shown me this ad enough, let's have a go at this and see what it's like. Mm. It's dull. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's not that it's terrible, it's just so very, very dull. I don't necessarily see the reason behind those games.
1: Uh, have you never played Bejeweled? Yes, I have. Right, Bejeweled I got absolutely hooked on. Every game that's ever tried to be Bejeweled, I kind of sucked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was I, I quite like Bejeweled because at least it seems to have a purpose where there's a time for each level and it really is a score chase. But on these sort of games, there's not that sort of impetus to try and do well on them for whatever reason. It's just you get a new level, there's a yeah. slightly different challenge on it, slightly different things to collect and things like that. And it's, I don't know, it just doesn't do an awful lot for me.
1: I'd recommend um, Puzzle Fighters.
2: Oh, well, yes, no, Puzzle Fighters is very good. Yeah. I. Yeah, I still have the um, original on PlayStation sitting up on the shelf, mm. um, and yeah, I do have it downloaded on my phone, I just haven't got around to playing it yet. That's very um, good. But yeah, I can imagine it would be very good, and again, at least it has a a reason for the game, Yeah, as opposed to just a thing to clear the level or whatever. <laughs> I think those sort of games and people do enjoy them and that's fair enough. You know, those games are exactly designed for those people. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason it just doesn't grab me enough to put any more time into. Um and fair yeah, enough. there there are so many clones of that style of game as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's all for me. What about yourself, Ali? Um, I've been playing Before the time that Monster Hunter World existed. I know this is a painful episode (laughs) for you, Stu. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm -hmm. Um, I got it just before Christmas. Didn't really put a lot of time into it. And then um, put a lot of time into it. Uh, And it's really, really good fun. Probably one of the best Assassin's Creed we've had in a while. Um, Still a bit of jank here and there. And it took me a while to get used to the new fighting controls and things. But yeah, really enjoying it. It's it's good fun. It's well deserved of the break. It showed that they've actually done something with that time rather than just telling the people what they wanted to hear that we're having a break and we're not doing a game. You know, sometimes they go, oh, yeah, we're not doing anything with it. And yeah. literally, they do nothing with it. But yeah, really, really, really good. Um, but I think myself, Mark, and Adam have waffled about that quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Rabbids, again, um, I've just been trying to 100% it. And I think there's some DLC coming out. Is it March? Yeah, that, that should be 6-ish, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Love that game. Love that. I wish i just got it at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. But, yeah, fantastic. I love it. Just trying to go through the worlds. And as you go through, you pick up different abilities. So, like, moving rocks or um, you do something with sand, don't you, Mark, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so you can move different bits through and then you can go to, like, secret areas within, uh, within the missions and stuff to unlock like, hidden missions that you can do and and whatnot. Uh, So, yeah, really, really good fun. Mm. Really enjoy it. Uh, A lot more depth to it than what I thought. Yeah. rabbits, XCOM kind of thing. Yeah. Been playing a fair amount of Forza 7. Now, although I hate the game to an extent, I don't hate it enough. I'm I'm on a racing forum, so every Sunday um, I'm racing with a a really great bunch of guys uh, on Delta Online. Um, So, yeah, started doing that on a, a fairly regular basis when I'm not It's been a bit tricky throughout January um, because of recording podcasts and (laughs) the stupid amount of birthdays that my family have throughout (laughs) January. Uh, But yeah, so at the minute we're just doing three nights, uh, so it's every Sunday, but last week, this week, next week are in uh, big racing um, trucks Mm -hmm. um, that you get, which are quite scary. So uh, yeah, going around some of the tracks Two wide, maybe three wide at a push is, is interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, something a little bit different. So just just doing that, streaming that, it's good fun. And mm. I enjoy it. We're we, Quite a few of us are campaigning to possibly move its Project Cars 2 um, or a Assetto course or something like that, mm. just because 4s or 7s lobbies are very unstable mm. and they've taken so much out of that game. It's unbelievable. But I've ranted about that before, so I'll, yep. I'll put the brakes on there. <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah that's about it really. I've been playing a few of the bits and bobs but uh we'll we'll call it there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it short <laughs> and sweet. <laughs> right gentlemen let's carve our way into the main topic as everyone is aware monster hunter world uh, came out two weeks ago i think it is now is it only two weeks ago yeah and by that i think mark similar to myself he could be beating me on this one uh i've put 65 hours into the game since then Uh, i think uh last time i logged in it was 82 (laughs) <laughs> mm. so what we thought we'd do is because me and mark just need to get it off our chest <laughs> so we can go back and carve more monsters and Stu is somewhat of a veteran mm. a little bit yeah of these games um so what we're going to do we're just going to talk a little bit about the history of the game what our experiences are with it uh, a bit of history uh, and then go from there and we'll just have a quite a decent talk about monster hunter world so for anybody that doesn't know monster hunter world series has been going since 2004 And it was first on the PlayStation 2 many, many years ago. Mm. Um, Some people that are listening to this may have not been born that long. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's had many uh, other variations of the game. Uh, There's been four different main titles Mm -hmm. spanning across various platforms. Two on the PlayStation 2. I think there was the, was it on the Wii?
2: Monster Hunter Tri was on the Wii, yeah. Mm. And then 3 Ultimate on the Wii U.
0: Yeah, and then Monster Hunter World um, it's now on PlayStation 4, mm. Xbox One, and very soon on the PC. I don't think it's out on the PC just yet. No,
2: it's tail end of February, march
0: I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then there's been eight spin-off titles, which I know one of those is Monster Hunter Stories that you've been playing yep, quite a bit, still. I haven't, Yeah, I have been, And there's Cross and, and different things like that. Yep. A lot of them, and this comes across in the gameplay, they're very Japanese games, mm. especially there's no hand-holding at all. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Impenetrable. Yes, yeah,
0: massively. Um, so, start us off, whoever would like to go first. Tell us your experience with Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World. Mine's dead easy. <laughs> this is my first experience. I'm loving it. Tempted to go back and pick up a couple of others mm-hmm. uh, and different things. But um, still, Mark, shoot. I'll go first then, seeing as um, I've probably been around them a little bit longer.
2: Yes. Uh, my first entry into them was Monster Hunter Tri, um, on the way. Um this came about purely because I'd for years before that and what have you, I'd been listening to a variety of um sort of different podcasts and what have you. And one of the ones that I always used to listen to was the Dark Zero podcast, um, which was with Ooh. Sean Bell and Andy Hamilton, who were constantly going on about how good the Monster Hunter series was. Um but unfortunately I just didn't really have access to the consoles and things that they were playing um with on the time. Um so that would have been sort of PlayStation 2 and sort of then onto the PSP you say, um, um versions and things th- like that.
1: You say they were constantly going on about them, but they are to this day. Yes, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so as soon as I then had a console and the Wii and then found out that Monster Hunter Try um was out on the way, then yeah, um that was an automatic pickup for me. And I have a hundred and fifty something hours. In nice. just Monster Hunter, try on the way, and that's really without even going into the online component. Some of the missions were only um, online, so there were. So the as soon as then they shut the servers down, that was a lot of missions and what have you that had completely gone. Um, whereas whenever they upgraded and sort of rejigged um, that game um, on for Monster Hunter Three U on the Wii U, um, they uh, left it so that you could connect to the servers or you could just do local versions. Um, of those tougher quests and what have you that you kind of need a team or whatever for. Um, but yeah, for Monster Hunter 3U, that was the reason that I bought um, the Wii U. The Wii U came down to about £200, and I was thinking £200 for a Monster Hunter console, that'll do. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> that's what basically got or sold the Wii U for me. And uh, yeah, I've got. It's 100 plus odd hours or whatever on that now. Mm. And now that I have my 2DS um, XL, I've also picked up Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate at Christmas there. Um, so I now have the save transferred over so I can play it portably, um, which is quite nice. And then obviously I've been playing Monster Hunter Stories since uh, sort of September, whenever it was released mm. as well. So those are my entry points into it. Um, I have the demos for Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and Monster Hunter Cross. Um, on my 2DS, but as yet, because I'm on Year of Shame, etc., um, I haven't picked them up, so I might pick them up at some stage. Hmm. Um, possibly Generations and maybe X, just depending.
0: If it wasn't for the Year of Shame podcast, would you be tempted either with the PC version, if it can run it, or picking up a cheeky Xbox One or PS4? I
2: would probably at least look at the specs um, on the PC version, and I would probably be very tempted. Um, if my PC got anywhere close. I know the age of my PC is starting to show a little bit now, um, particularly with respect to the graphics card. But if there was a possibility of it running a little bit, um, yeah, I'd definitely go for the PC. Um, Just because I'm not quite ready or it's not financially suitable for me to buy into a completely new console at the moment.
1: Yeah, cool. Mark, what about yourself? I think, but I can't be 100% certain, that I... Did attempt to play the original Monster Hunter around a friend's house and thought it was garbage. Mm. on the, the, the PS2 version because it came out reasonably late in the PS2 lifespan, and I hung onto my. I, I was still playing my PS2 well into the um, the PS3 Xbox 360 lifespan because I was a poor student and couldn't afford one of those consoles. <laughs> um, so I th- think I might have played a little bit of that around a friend's house and absolutely hated it. Or completely dismissed it or it could have been any other number of weird Japanese third person action game that was in the early, the still reasonably early days of 3d. <laughs> I remember trying to play uh, monster hunter on the PSP and bouncing off it really, really hard. And then I, like I was, I was always aware of it. Um, as someone who was, you know, i been into, to dark souls, um, since the first one came out, I, I, I love the Soulsborne series and that style of gameplay. People always said, oh, if you love this, you should really try Monster Hunter because, they, 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 you know, the combat's is quite similar. But I never really clicked with it. The other year we thought about doing a something for the podcast, which never got off the ground, that involves me getting a copy of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And I think I played about two or three hours of it. Mm -hmm. um and was completely lost (laughs) uh so i bounced off it again so then when like monster when they announced Monster Hunter world i was like um uh, yeah look it looks really good but i you know i've I've not had the greatest experience with this series so far uh and then i played the beta and then i played the next beta and then i played the beta after that as well and then yeah (laughs) that was it
0: (laughs) Um, so I, I guess uh, it's a, it's a good time to get into Monster Hunter World. Now I'm um, I was in a similar camp to Kev in the sense that I thought the the beta wasn't streamlined enough for me. Um, I mean the game itself, and I don't know. Still, you can tell us if all the others are. Are, are like this mm-hmm. it's punishing it doesn't hold your hand it doesn't really tell you a lot mm-hmm. it just says get in there and kill some monsters and carve them and get your goodies
2: yeah no that's always been a massive criticism of the series um even you know from right back in the day even sort of going up through even the way the Wii U, and what have you it's mm-hmm. still an awful lot of information that just isn't really given to you mm-hmm. and you have yeah. to try and find your way an awful lot and to a degree you can say yes okay that's built into the game and it's supposed to make it more difficult don't have you and i think it also helps to develop a community particularly with sort of you know the internet just about sort of taking off for a lot of people um sort of in the early two thousands or what have you and um, then an awful lot of wiki pages and things came up um, for the monster hunter community and there's still an awful lot of stuff that i would still look up um to try and yeah, find out what yeah. bits and pieces i need to do something or you know how to get a certain item and things like that the mm. Um you just constantly refer to and there is just there's a community feel to it, um, for the people who actually do those things. Whereas if it was all official and it was all built into the game, I don't think it would have quite the same sort of interest for people um if it was all handed to them.
0: I think that there's something about those kind of games that is somewhat really enjoying and you kind of feel a sense of achievement when a game has told you Diddly squat about what you need to do, what does what, you know, what the different weapons do, even how to use the weapons properly. (laughs) And then you actually, you know, pull off some awesome combo and start doing different
1: moves. And you just think, yeah, I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I took him down. That stuff didn't ever stop Dark Souls from becoming a bit of a sleeper hit. And then Dark Souls 2 and then Bloodborne and and Dark Souls 3 selling massive numbers. Uh, It didn't stop that. Uh, And those games, don't hold your hand at all. They don't tell you how the systems work. They don't tell you what the items do. They don't tell you how the weapons yep. work. Fat rolling
0: and all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think just to get the, this bit out of the way with, a lot of people compare or, or kind of making comparisons, one, to Dark Souls because it is fairly punishing because it doesn't really tell you what to do. Um, and a dragon can breathe fire on you and one shot you. Yeah. Anjanath, you bastard. Um, <laughs> and also uh, Destiny 2. And I think the reason why people are comparing it to it, although this is like comparing, you know, an apple to a broccoli or something, is purely because this is what people wanted from Destiny 2. They wanted a loot-based game where you can go in with your friends, kill a few enemies, and kind of grind for the gear that you want, as opposed to constantly taking down a certain raid Mm -hmm. to get the gear. Yep. Um, And the content, I mean, myself and Mark have put in, you know, between us, what, nearly 160 Mm -hmm. hours and I'm only rank thirteen, I think. Mate, I'm only rank eleven. Um. <laughs> so yeah, um, and it, and there's a trophy to getting a hundred. Yes. So goodness knows how long that's going to take us. <laughs> yeah. But the the beta itself, just going back to that. I just found it a little bit overwhelming, I think. I just didn't know what to do.
1: Well, the beta was kind of like you had the option to go into the training area, which is something that's new to Monsanto. I don't think that's been in any center before. Not I'm aware of, no. Being able to just go into like a little area with uh, some barrels and some pieces of wood that you can hit and try out yep. the weapons. Because um, there's 14 weapons now. But yeah, you'd got it. So in the base, you got that area where you could go and. Learn some basic combos for the weapons, but even that doesn't it it gives you like a handful of moves, but doesn't explain how the weapons work properly at all yeah and then your other uh, the, the option was like okay, you can jump in uh, on your own or try and match make and matchmaking in the beta was a nightmare and jump in and just go into a fight and it doesn't it didn't ease you in at all like the final game did it didn't give you. St- sort of tutorial missions like the final game does it's just like uh, there's a monster here go and fight it and for a lot of people who weren't used to playing that sort of game um myself included uh it was it was a little bit daunting at first it took a while to get your head around it's like I, I'd, I'd pick mm. the weapon that i thought looked the coolest and then realized i had no clue what <laughs> i was doing with it yeah i went straight in with the most complicated weapon in the game the um the the, the charge blade mm. incidentally it I was forty hours into mon- the fi- the finished version of Monster Hunter World before I uh, worked out the the intricacies of how to use the Charge Blade properly. So yeah, it was it was very daunting, especially when you got round to the third one and they threw you against a an enemy called Nergigante, which oh. is a end game enemy.
0: Yeah, Elder Dragon, I think.
1: I haven't even come up against it properly in in the full game yet. I have. I've taken it down in the,
0: in the full game, but <sighs> yeah, it's. The yeah the gate so the the beta just didn't give anything away and it was a little bit strange and I can see why people were turned off by the game but for some reason it didn't stop me buying it obviously not enough people because it it's sold something like five million copies yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I can see why people were put off possibly by the beta but I think once you get into the game itself it does show you the way a little mm-hmm. bit still
1: kind of not really. Not, not massively, no, but I
0: think because you kind of get the weapons you want and you start from that base level, mm-hmm. it's easier than being thrown into a beta where you've got like the best weapon of each one and you still don't know what you're doing yeah. and, and whatnot. But like I say, it still doesn't really hold your hand that No,
1: much. no, I've had to watch quite a lot of uh, weapon tutorial videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. too yeah, Rx and Gudgeon yeah. Hunter on YouTube. Yep. Both, uh, both those do uh, excellent video series on the, the intricacies of some of the weapons because some of them are incredibly complicated. Even more complicated than they have been in previous Monster Hunter games. Like the longsword has been in Monster Hunter, I think, since the beginning.
2: Yeah, I think so. Possibly switched in and out. Um, I yeah. It was one of the ones that was occasionally in some of them.
1: So they added in a whole whole new level of complexity to the longsword that hasn't been in the game before. Mm-hmm. So you know, before you'd have like your attacks would charge up your spirit meter, and then you could do the spirit attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In this one, it's like your ch- your attacks charge up your spirit meter, and then your spirit. If you do a full combo of spirit attacks, it uh, charges up a second meter. Then you charge up to three times, and then you can pull off a ridiculous like. You run forward and do a thrust and then jump up in the air and then come slamming down and like this slice appears in the in the sky and does massive damage and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, there's whole levels of complexity that uh to the weapons that the game just does not explain at all. No. No, not at all. No. So and also you'll get like little tool tips and things like that that'll pop up for some of the items. <laughs> it doesn't that ex- that I, I only found out by accident, like Uh, you're running around trying to fight a particular monster, another monster shows up and you don't want it to be there, you can (laughs) shoot poop at it. Yeah, dung bombs, yeah. To make it run away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I didn't know until my mate
0: told me the other day that in your actual inventory, when you go to your box, Mm -hmm. you can actually save a loadout and then reload that so it'll take everything out that you don't want and put in all your meds and things that you want. And I thought, like, wow, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about this before. And uh, palicos are the cutest things yes. ever. <laughs> I mean, mine's running around in a pink jester outfit just because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you get these little cats called palicos that go out. And then you get trailblazers, uh, which do little side missions for mm-hmm. you. Um, and they go off with their little friends and go and get materials and, and things for you. Have you mm-hmm. unlocked them yet? Uh, the palico
1: safaris, Look. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am, um, yeah, I've played, I've played, um, well, about 20 more hours than you, but have actually <laughs> somehow progressed not as far in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, one of the things I love about this sort of game, uh, and it's one of my favorite things about, um, Dark Souls and Bloodborne is, uh, doing what's, what's known in the Dark Souls community as sunbrowing, which is just helping out other players. Um, yeah. because there was the there's a particular covenant in Dark Souls, the Praise the Sun covenant. Um, for anyone who's ever wondered about that that particular <laughs> meme, where you uh, jump into other people's worlds and help them out with bosses, and I would do that f- for ages, even like even yeah. when it passed the point where I was even earning any real XP for doing it, just because like I was like. I had a real problem when the first time I came up against that boss. I want to help out other people. And I've spent quite a lot of time on this one. I, uh, I don't know if any of the other Monster Hunter games, because they didn't have this level of connectivity, had the SOS flare system. No, not that I'm aware of. No. So in this, this one, um, if you're in a mission and you're struggling... Or even if you jump into a mission you're like, I really don't want to do this on my own, you can fire off an SOS flare and it will attract other players to jump in. So I've spent yeah. countless hours just going up to the the, the quest board, search, uh, searching for SOS flares, picking one, jumping in, helping the person take that monster down, going out, rinsing, repeating, just doing that for hours, just helping out other players because I find it really, yeah. really satisfying. Mm-hmm. And if you if you shoot up your flare, the best thing to pray for
0: are the Japanese people because they're ninjas at the game. Oh my <laughs> god! Like, Please send me the
1: Japanese army. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Like yeah. I was struggling. There's like um, there's a couple of arenas in which you can fight uh, any of the monsters that you've come across so far. Just just in an arena, uh, and they pose their own particular sh- problems because usually, like the, the your traditional monster hunter. Uh, fight loop goes like you fight the monster for a bit and then it'll bugger off to another area. Mm. And that gives you a chance to like take some health potions, sharpen your weapon, get, get your bearings, you know, take a deep breath and then plug onto the next bit of the fight. But in the arenas, you don't get those natural breaks. And so they can be really, really challenging if you're fighting something that's particularly aggressive and large and dangerous and you don't get a chance to take a breather and sharpen your weapon so i was fighting uh one particularly nasty enemy in the an arena and i'd fired off a, a flare and this japanese player came in wearing armor i'd never seen before it must be like super late game armor and just well, I, I went off to sharpen my weapon and by the time i'd finished he would killed it like he's absolutely <laughs> destroyed this thing i um yeah the, this game's been this game series has been huge in Japan for a, a long, long time. It was yeah. One of the reasons why the, uh, what I understand, one of the reasons why the PSP sold so well, yeah, was um, yeah. Japanese kids playing uh, more so, stuff on like that.
0: Uh, one of the uh, new armor items I've got um, is uh, some gloves. I can't remember which tree they're from, uh, but they give me t- two times weapon sharpening, mm-hmm. so it literally just sharpens it once and I'm done. Right, Stu. What is your weapon of choice when you're playing these games? I know you've not got the the huge array that we have now
2: i've always liked playing with the switch axe mm. um for whatever reason i think it's just i know it's maybe not ideal for beginners and things but for whatever reason i just like it because it gives me a little bit of mobility Um, when it's in switch or what's when it's in the axe mode mm-hmm. um it mm. just gives you a little bit more speed for moving around and then obviously whenever you turn it into the, the sword bit of it um, it slows you down, but it is that bit more powerful. Yeah. Um. So I just like a a nice little bit of versatility with it, but like that. Um. Otherwise, I would usually go for the jewel blades purely because there is a decent amount of speed to it. Um. And if you can yeah. get the combos going, for beginners, I'd always recommend, if at all possible, going for something with a shield. So the sword and shield, or um, I think the lance um has a shield as well. Just to give you that little bit of defense, and it really does help whenever monsters are just charging towards you. Just gives you that extra sort of second or whatever, just that little bit of respite, so it doesn't take a huge whack of your health off um, if you're not able to dodge out of the way.
1: Yeah, both uh, both the, the lance and the gun lance have massive tower shields that soak oh. up pretty much all the damage. If if you're actually got if you're holding the shield up, you're actually defending mm-hmm. when you get hit. Yeah, um, presuming you get hit from the front as well. What about yourself, Mark? What's your uh, poison, if you like? I uh, kind of uh, different tools for different jobs, and depending on what it is. Like uh, if I'm fighting Baroth or uh, Radaban, mm-hmm. like any of the big lumbering uh, monsters, then I like to use the hammer because mm. they're not quite as they're not leaping about all over the place. They're still fast, and they can still charge at you and do quite a lot of damage. But I quite like baiting a charge and then charging up the swing and then just twatting them in the head as soon as they get to <laughs> <Yeah>. you and <laughs> inflicting <laughs> yeah. massive concussion damage. It's so satisfying.
0: I, I'm a, I'm a hammer man as well. Um, and I love just running up stuff and spinning off them or sliding down a yep. ramp and then spinning around and just absolutely mullering them. It's great. <laughs> um,
1: I've, been using, yeah, I've been using that a lot. jaw um, blades is a good fun. Uh, I use the bow quite a lot as well because uh, from, from what I understand for people who've who are veterans of the series. This is the first time that ranged weapons have actually been fun to use. Yeah. Um, bow is really good. It is really fun. I use that for certain taking down certain monsters, but my uh, main go-to is being the, the charge blade, the sort of like sword and shield. Um, mm-hmm. and you, you attack with the sword and then that charges up energy. that Then you deposit into the shield and then, the two combine into a massive axe that you can use to perform super element discharge. <laughs> yeah, super. Yeah, the, the the full attack. If you like, charge up your files and then put those into the shield, and then charge up your files again, and then do the big attack. It's called the that unleashes everything. The super amped elemental discharge, which is the most yeah. Japanese name for an attack <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah, when when you manage to f- pull one of the the, the 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 big attacks off with the the charge blade, it's absolutely devastating, and it looks incredible mm-hmm. as well. There there are some some real intricacies of that weapon about performing particular attacks just as you're about to get hit, which mean that you block all of the damage and perf- and um, inflict blunt damage with the shield so if you you can perform a particular attack at just the right moment when you're getting charged by say Diablo's, then you'll bring the shield up hit him in the head and just knock him out nice so that's it's probably the most complicated weapon out of the lot i've tried using all of them to be honest sword and shield i didn't find very fun but i didn't try too long with it the uh light gun bow and the heavy gun bow i th- were effective, but I found them kind of boring. Every other weapon is super fun. I've just I've, I've dallied a little bit in all of them, but I've I've got a favourite four or five that I go through. <laughs> favourite yeah. four or five. Favourite <laughs> four or five, you know. <laughs> so I, I started off
0: uh, using the gun lance, but I, I just couldn't get on with it too well. Mm. Um, I needed to read up about it a little bit. Then basically, Arex did his, um, charge, his charge blade tutorial. Um, And then I thought, oh yeah, that's pretty good. And then I think that just gave me that little boost into the game as to, okay, I can actually use a weapon now and Mm -hmm. fairly well if I can time the attacks. And it just got me into the game a bit more. And then I saw um, in a random SOS or something, someone using a massive hammer. And I'm like, yeah, I need to get me some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's pretty much all I use at the minute um, is just the massive, dirty hammer. Um, I think I've got about, eight or nine different ones for different elements and uh, attacks and, and different things. The best one I'm liking at the minute is the molten one or the blast yeah. one, which looks like it's glowing orange all the time. Mm. But yeah, just really enjoying that. And I, and I seem to do okay with it. I struggle a little bit with um, any of the wyverns and, and the flying monsters because I'm just swinging this massive hammer around and you can't hit it when it's in the air, but just chuck a flash bomb at it. Uh, that'll sort it out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much... The weapon that i'm i'm using at the moment
1: i tried a couple of times to use the great sword um mainly because the the the, the metal version the version from the ore tree uh, the base one's mm. called the buster sword and i was like yes yeah, like cloud's buster sword man <laughs> um tried it out in a couple of fights i couldn't hit like by the time i'd actually completed the swing of the attack the, the thing i was supposed to be hitting had moved so I'd, i've dumped that and haven't haven't used it since um, I'm hoping that someone will, someone nice on the internet will do a good instructional video on how to use the great sword because uh, yeah, it looks like it can deal out devastating damage, but I have no mm-hmm. idea yeah how to actually use it. I've got a a, f- a friend that uses the long sword. The long sword's great, and he yeah. just
0: devastate people with that. And nothing more satisfying than you all going to town yeah. on a monster's tail and cutting it off and then <laughs> carving it up. Yeah. Um, And one of the strangest things is one of the guys that I play with is a vegan, which just baffles my mind because you're all there killing stuff and then you're just hacking into it. (laughs) And I'm like, isn't this like technically wrong in somewhere? And he's like, no, it's a video game. It's fine. And it's not actually called a a T-Rex or whatever. And I was like,
1: not to mention the meal you eat before you go out on a mission.
0: Oh yeah. That that (laughs) animation is great as well with the cats cutting your meal.
2: Please tell me in Monster Hunter World they've included the so tasty. No.
1: <gasps> no. The first time oh. the first time you pull it off you get a trophy called so tasty. Okay. But it doesn't it doesn't do the Monster Hunter 3 so tasty when you cook yeah. a well done steak. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, if, You get the music and um but it's like a um yeah it's it's it's, it's 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 still kind of cool, but it's it's not anywhere near as goofy as it is in some of the old <laughs> Monster Hunters. It's yep. so tasty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this brings me on to a question that, although it's a massively punishing game in terms of it takes you a while to get your head around it and things, mm-hmm. do you think it's suitable for lapsed gamers? Obviously, uh, myself, I'm, I'm talking about this from the Monster Hunter World point of view, mm-hmm. but just purely because of how the missions work and the fact that it is kind of drop in drop out depending on your skill you could jump on for 15-20 minutes take down a monster go and do something else come back do something else plus you, other people can come in and help mm. you um, and I, okay it's a new and shiny game but I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking this seems quite good for a lapsed gamer that someone that's trying to get back into it. especially if a few of your friends have got it and they can help you a little
1: bit yes and no <laughs> no, because it's a massive time sink uh, mm, yep. and getting to the actual meat of the game can take, well, it would probably take if, if you streamlined and went straight through the main quest and everything getting to the, the beginning of the end game would take about 30 hours Yeah, I reckon, 30, maybe 40 hours I mean, I've only just got into it and um 80 hours in
2: And you're probably looking at getting lucky with an awful lot of the Um, Sort of carves and things that you need for decent weapons and armor and stuff as well. In that, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Well, well, this is the thing. Is like to be honest, it's from from my limited experience. uh, The low rank stuff, apart from a couple of brick walls, Anjanath, Diablo's, and Rathalos, Mm. apart from those three like skill check moments, the the low rank stuff's kind of you don't have to worry too much about what elemental gear you're using. Yeah, it's almost like a thirty-hour tutorial for mm-hmm. when you get into the proper proper game. Whereas, like Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, uh, the one I've been playing on the Vita, there's an extensive series of weapon tutorials and things like that, which I did every single one of them. And then I went to do my first mission, which is just t- to hunt one bullhorn. You know, the the wild boar type monsters. Yeah, yeah. can't do it. <laughs> Cannot do it. It's so hard. So. Um, it's, it's, it's more accessible uh, in, uh, in that respect. And if you're interested in getting into like a shared world loot game, you know, as accessible as the gameplay element of something like Destiny is, it's a, a hell of a lot of RNG. You have to pray to RNGesus a lot to get mm-hmm. what you want from that game. Whereas the thing that's so great about the Monster Hunter series is that you want to make a particular weapon, you want to make a particular set of armour, you know what monster, what monster you need to hunt, so you go out and you hunt that monster until you get the bits you need. Yep. And that's it. Like, you know exactly what you need yeah. to do, you go out and do it until you've got the bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just makes that so much more rewarding. If I want to make a set of Anjanath armour, just go out and hunt Anjanath until I get all the bits. Yeah, and you can help other people hunt Anjanath and you get and you, yeah, exactly rewards from that yeah. as well, which
0: is... Great. Killing two birds with one stone. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it seems, it, I mean, it's still got layers of intricacies that it doesn't explain, lots of systems that it doesn't explain, lots of the, lots of text heavy explanations for things that then you'll, you'll kind of forget, um, soon afterwards and have to go and look up over the internet. But if you've ever been interested in getting into a Monster Hunter game, this is by far, from my limited experience, by far the most accessible way in.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's your experience from the other side of the fence, if you like, Steve? From Are they as accessible? For
2: a reasonably sort of accessible, I would say say that, you know, if you do have um, either a, a 3DS or a Wii U, you can go out and pick up um, sort of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate or... Um, say Molson Hunter 4 Ultimate um, on the 3DS fairly easily and reasonably cheaply. Um, I think they're both under uh, maybe £15 pound or so at the minute hmm. um, for sort of yeah. the second hand price and what have you. Have a quick go on those and if you can get into them then even as a single player game's Um, There is plenty of time and you're going to get plenty of value out of those, providing, obviously, you like the sort of the the play loop of them. For the monsters, the hunts themselves on those games, you're looking at maybe, um, well, they're sort of set period of time. So you've got about, what, 15 minutes or so um, to complete Mm -hmm. the hunt on those, or they're sort of going out onto the island just to find general little bits and pieces, um, which can actually be quite chilled. (laughs) So, you, you know, yeah. You can go out on your own just to find little bits and pieces or just sort of gathering and foraging um, for a variety of bits and pieces to then stock up for bigger battles that you know are coming up um, and things like that. So it's a nice little sort of play loop um, that you can get yourself into. You can throw yourself at some of the really big um, sort of set-piece fights and things like that um, whenever you feel that you're ready for it. But otherwise, you can just sit and grind on some of the smaller ones just to get your armour and your weapons up and things like that. Um, Yeah, it's... They, if you can get into it, they are massively good value for money games. Mm. Um, so they are, yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, yeah, especially myself and Mark have put in, uh, you know, nearly a hundred and something hours between us, and the hundreds of hours you've put in on all your platforms that you've played it on yep. as well. That, like I say, the excellent value for money. And 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 if you've got a friend that can help you get over some of the steep learning curves, then mm. it's definitely worth that that pick up because they're just so much fun. Yeah. Um, it takes you a while to get into it, but then once you're into it, you're sat at work thinking, oh, I really need to go and hunt <laughs> an Anjanath to get its fangs mm. so I can get a certain charm or whatever. And mm. you're like, then I can go and go after this higher level mob because it's really punishing me with its stupid poison
1: tail or something. Mm, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, when the, the, the first, I haven't played a game this intensely since the first Destiny came out and I played that. Um, most evenings for six months, but like uh, within a week or so, I was just going through the motions, playing through strikes and the raid over and over again, hoping that a particular weapon would drop with a particular roll, and never getting that lucky. The, I haven't. I don't feel like I'm going through the motions in uh, Monster Hunter at all. I mean, I'm 80 hours in, and I feel like I'm only just getting into the actual game itself.
0: Yeah and after that kind of like you said that 30 hours beginning story mm. the difficulty ramps up even more not necessarily in terms of what you've what you've learned and yeah. things it's just that the mobs get ex- well, the monsters yeah. get extremely hard yeah, and you, 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 then you have to
1: start thinking about your gear and what you're doing and you suddenly really have to start thinking about like what elemental defenses you've got what elemental attack you're doing what traps you're yeah. going to bring along um, yeah. what particular loadout your your um your group is going to be taking? Which weapons you're going to be taking that yeah. complement each other?
0: And um, the the higher rank mobs also change their attacks as well. Yeah. So you'd be like wailing in on something, and then suddenly one of them just started pissing out this stuff. And I'm like, what what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> You've not done this yeah. before. <laughs> and then you have to think about it again. So it's constantly keeping it fresh. And there's different areas to unlock, and it's just loads of fun. And I guess Stu sat there with a smile on his face, going. Yeah, yeah, I've got Monster Hunter Friends. Yeah. I can't <laughs> yeah. <them>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One
1: other thing um that it's kind of harsh on the previous Monster Hunter games but they've been limited by the platforms that they've been on uh, yeah. in terms of their visuals. Uh Monster Hunter World is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm playing um I'm playing on PS4 Pro, so I get the option of different graphical settings. And I've gone for the lowest graphical setting in order to prioritise higher frame rate. Still doesn't hit 60 frames a second, but, uh, you know, neither here nor there. (laughs) No no Monster Hunter game has ever had a stable frame rate, from what I understand. (laughs) But uh, even even running at just 1080p is absolutely stunning. Um, Especially when you get to... There's the third area of the game called the Coral Highlands, which is like... What it would be like if, uh, coral reefs grew on land. Yeah. It's a bit like playing Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that kind of world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a very, very pretty game. And I love the design. It's uh, the monsters from, on, from what I've seen of previous monster games. have always been really, really interesting looking. Um, mm. but they're absolutely gorgeous. Don't just, don't stand there and spend too long admiring Raphalos because you will be poisoned yeah. and burned. You should jump on him and ride him, yeah.
0: <laughs> Smack him in there.
1: <laughs> so
0: the last thing really I wanted to talk about is the fact that myself and Mark have switches. Again, sorry Stu. Don't want to make you cry on this okay. And double
1: cross is it, or XX, whatever they call it. It's a double cross, yeah. The um it was the it's the switch port of uh, Monster Hunter Generations that's on the the 3 ds yeah. yeah. Do you think Capcom will now either
0: bring World to the, to the Switch or look at doing a, uh, you know, a, an English port of XX, Double Cross, whatever you want to call it, across. Because I, I need that. I, I'm kind of pleading with Capcom here. I, mean, I need to play to play it at work. <laughs> so I don't care how you do it. Just just give it me because I can't read Japanese and I might be able to get through it now a bit. But do you think we'll get one on the Switch?
1: It makes sense. We won't get Monster Hunter in the World on the Switch. I mean, it's already runs okay on a PS4 Pro and an Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. you know, it's already, I mean, it probably would run really well at a steady 60 frames a second on a beefy PC. Uh, I don't think you could get that to run on a Switch without seriously toning down the graphics like massively. Yeah. So, um, but then because the, the environments are so detailed, you'd probably lose quite a lot in that. True. But porting Double Cross to the Wests would presumably be very easy and very cheap. They just need to. I mean, I there's. I mean, there's not really much in the way of voice acting in um, no. in those old Monster Hunter games. So all mm. they need to do is just is uh, just uh, localize the text. And that's mm. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Normally you just get a well, and then you read loads of text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it'd be great to see it on the Switch. I think. I think you know, it's, it, the Switch has proven itself. Mm in
1: many ways mm. and i think putting a a monster hunter game on that would be a i would sell gangbusters uh, i would absolutely buy a copy i've i've Hell considered yeah. Yeah. getting a copy of the japanese one from from play asia but i thought oh, no there's like there's no point i'd have to i'd have to sit there with google translator and i work out what the menus were so um <laughs> yeah I, you can create yourself a japanese account and download the demo yeah
0: yeah i could um uh, Which I did do because Arex was raving about it yeah. whenever it came out over there. So I thought, yeah, I'll have a go. Yeah. You know, for some reason, a lot of people, it's a game a lot of people have been talking about and never picked up. Um, and then I just went, what? what, what? It's like uh, what I can imagine someone going, yeah, let's play Dark Souls in Japanese for the first time, and you just like,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I will leave that. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully they do poorly. T- I think they'd be stupid not yeah. to. Yeah, it's leaving money on the table because like suddenly. Uh, the West has woken up to Monster Hunter and the Switch has yeah, sold incredibly right. well and they've got a game that's already ported on the Switch it just needs localising, so why not? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, thank you very much for joining us on this episode. Um, we just thought we'd uh, get the Monster Hunterness out of us um, and hopefully maybe entice a few of the listeners to maybe pick up a copy or two. Um, it's It's definitely worth it. Um, if you can get over that barrier of difficulty and, and complexity. Mm. Um, if you do decide to pick it up, let us know on Twitter. Um, you'll either thank us or haters, us. <laughs> and myself and Mark, and, and probably Adam, I'll speak for Adam, why not, um, who has it on the Xbox, would gladly help any, any of our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, until next time, um, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter um, and Podbeam and all those different things and check out our blog. So until next time... Thank you. Goodbye. Ta-ra.